This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike. I'm Dave. We hippies have come together to spark change. So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that, let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. Oh boy. So, like we promised, we are back for episode two of the Shroom Saga, and we got Henry back. Uh, we're going to be talking about experiences. I might get a little frisky, so make sure you got your tissues and your moisturizers ready, because we are about to discover the world of the shrooms. So, without further ado... <laughs> yes, it just got a little weird. Uh, without further ado, Henry, you look freezing... Like always, <laughs> let's uh, let's start with you. Let's make this a little bit more uncomfortable. So shall we? All right. Yes. Uh, so uh, we were kind of talking last uh, episode about shrooms. What's it all about? What's the hype? What's the groove? Uh, and now we're back with experiences. So I'm I'm feeling you know you're a little bit more of a virgin towards shrooms. You know you really haven't done it that much. But uh, we thought it might be a good idea if you can elaborate on those experiences. So, for starters, let's start with the, the most important question I think most people would be asking is, what is an experience on shrooms? Um, I mean, everyone's experience is different. Uh, <clears throat> my, like, few experiences... Uh, like I told you guys, I like to, when I do psychedelics, I like to take them outside, outdoors. Um, and so, yeah, like one of the most recent mushroom experiences I've had, um, shoot, it's actually been a while. Um, I'd have to say I was in uh, Hawaii, actually, Maui. And uh, it was cool, yeah, because we were out in nature, on mushrooms, everything, just colors seemed a lot more vibrant. Um, I like to say it, my vision isn't like 4K, and I feel like my senses are just heightened. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. We just like went around Maui. I like went and jumped off a waterfall. Uh yeah, and we just like went camping. It was a pretty cool experience. Sounds like sounds like a like a movie, you know, like <laughs> those movies with like Will Ferrell and you know, you know, Will Ferrell like just being there, like whoa. Now he's like in his eighties. That man, eighties, fifties. I don't know, man. He's like 50, 60. Who cares? But like, just Will Ferrell on shrooms. God, Hollywood, we want that. We want Will Ferrell on shrooms. This is a goal, Mike. Gotta make this happen. Make this viral. Will Ferrell on shrooms. I'm Call in the pretty shots. sure Will Ferrell's done shrooms before. At least <laughs> yeah, probably at least of once. Course. But your experience is, uh, is I don't, you know, I can't say necessarily unique, but uh, most certainly um, very... Uh, detailed like you're talking about 
how vibrant things are, the uh, the visuals at 4K, the sen- uh, senses being heightened. Um, how did you feel before jumping into the uh, into the waterfall? What was the height? Um, I'd say maybe like ten to fifteen feet up. That's not too. Uh, bad. What were you feeling? What were your thoughts? Like, were you still tripping at this time before you made that decision? Like, I'm jumping into this fucking uh, waterfall. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was still tripping. Um, but it's just nuts because Maui, it's just like a whole nother experience. You feel like the whole island's alive and you can just see it within like the plants being there. But yeah, jumping into the waterfall, like I'd never jumped into a waterfall before. So I just (laughs) thinking to myself, like, yo, this is like, this is a trip. I'm about to jump into this waterfall. and Pretty incredible. Yeah, and it's just also a trip to think like there's nothing in the water that could hurt me that's like underneath it. Like that's yeah, probably one of the scariest things because you don't know how what the depth is, and if you if you if the impact is powerful enough, you might hit some rocks or some shards, break a leg. Nothing, none of that should happen. So it's not. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're yeah. I mean, you're still alive. You know, like. I mean, I've I've jumped I've jumped off a waterfall before, and I remember I landed into the water, and then I felt some things on my feet, and I was like, "Holy fuck, what's going on?" So it turns out, in Israel, which I did this, there are fish that eat on the dead skin of your feet. So when you mm, jump oh, into yeah. when I jumped into the waterfall, I had like these little things going, and it it's actually kind of comforting. I don't know. It's a whole other manicure type of uh, yeah. like pedicure type of uh, experience. Yeah, and I like I saved myself eighty nine dollars. Shit. Yeah, man. I might start that business tomorrow. <laughs> you know, Im- import these fish, and it's like exotic fucking pedicure. Eat hundred fifty dollars per experience. Oh yeah, hundred fifty five. You got to include tax, man. <laughs> California taxes California, much more than that. Yeah. All right, so 187. 187. Just, I'm sorry. Let's, just, let's round it up to 200 with tip and everything, you know? Fine. Okay, 200. But you know what's amazing about this idea? Not to digress so much. The fish that are conducting the actual work are also fed, so you don't have to feed them. They're eating well every day. <laughs> <laughs> my coming up with the ideas i don't know man what's wrong with me a lot so, of things but we're so not gonna get a, into there that, yeah hey you, <laughs> you don't know me <laughs> your 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 experience with the waterfall after you like surfaced what was going through your head then it's kind of like a rebirth type of feeling coming up out of the water like like jesus right the water feels just like so like refreshing, energizing. You come up, you're out of like you're in the middle of a rainforest, and it's just like yeah, sunlight hitting you. It sounds amazing, man. You know, yeah. what you know, water has memory, and a lot of the science, uh, a lot of the scientific research behind it, um, it, it has proven water has memory. So like. Uh, the way you describe coming out of the water feeling refreshed and like a, a rebirth of sorts, a, a cleansing, how, however way you would describe it, it's um, it could very well be like you may you may have certainly experienced something of that nature, not just 
feeling it, but actually experiencing it. Um, water is very powerful, probably one of the most powerful elements in the entire planet. That's why it, it just, that's why the entire planet is, uh, has more water than land, at least for now. It gives, it gives a lot. I mean, think about it in, if you think talking about science, water is the, one of the fundamental components of life. A planet that doesn't have water cannot have life. So it's so interesting to think because when you're having an experience with psychedelics and you're on shrooms and you are immer you know, immersing yourself into the water, you know, immersing yourself into life, you have to say to yourself there's a deeper there's a deeper bond, there's a deeper connection to it where why is your mind taking you there? Is your mind trying to link you up to a deeper message to what life is all about? That's Science 101 for you. I say yes, in, in a nutshell. I think uh, most certainly. Uh, if you, Let's say you go through your whole life taking psychedelics, specifically let's say psilocybin. You, you, know, you figured out early in your life that uh, it was beneficial. You took it for the rest of your life. As you, uh, as you start knocking out a lot of trauma, um, overcoming a lot of pain and suffering and uh, many other things, well, what, what is left? What's left is, you know, the infinite possibilities of, you know, where, where and how, like, your perception can change. And um, that's where that deeper meaning, the connection comes into play. Um, I've said it so many times that imagine what the world would look like if um, more people were allowed to experiment with psilocybin. Um, how much better would we treat each other? How much more, like, how much more mindfulness would be uh, exercised among every individual. Um, politics would probably have a whole different shape or, uh, you know, kind of, kind of experience overall. Wouldn't be so cruel. It wouldn't be, it certainly wouldn't be so cruel. I mean, you're, <laughs> I wish I could experience that, uh, Henry. Uh, Maui sounds really nice. I've heard so many good things about Hawaii in general. Other than, you know, the obvious things, um, you were saying the island or where you were just uh, had a sense of being alive, right? The, the plant life, the, uh, the insects, the birds, the bees, I mean, everything, just all of that encompassed on, on this, uh, I want to say tiny island, but it's probably not. Many but, um, island. It's many yeah. islands. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, after going through that, would you say that, um, did you have a conversation with some of the other people that were tripping too? Did you guys bounce around ideas of like what they were feeling and was there any consensus on any of those things? Um, yeah, a little bit, but I think the chocolate that they, I don't know, they just, they didn't really feel it. They didn't feel the mushrooms, but I like have done done it enough, so I don't know. I don't think they, yeah, got a, as strong as a, a a dose, I guess. I mean, yeah, that could be it. Uh, height, weight, diet, um, a number of factors, right? Nikki D's. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> what you know what if um uh, you know what if they were taking other substances too right if they were smoking a bunch of weed and just they weren't really able to tell like is this working or is this not working i don't know if i feel anything type of yeah. situation mm-hmm. those chocolates are powerful man i've had two or three pieces at once and it's like yep i'm there i mean it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a lot but it it is it's quite a bit um yeah the uh is that usually what you have or chocolates is that what you have access to um no, well that time i just had some friends that like they made those chocolates oh but usually yeah usually i don't i would take like regular shrooms but now that they have chocolates I think I lean more so towards the yeah. chocolate. Yeah, because yeah, it kind of yeah, yeah. ta- it kind of tastes like shit, you know. No. And you need mm. it t- like not like literal shit. No, of course not. But it's it, not. It's, it's not, not, pl- pleasant it's not pleasant either. It's not the best. Yeah. Uh, the you know the guy that I've gone through for the last like four years um, grows shrooms for personal use and for family like um, and he's nailed it down to a science man he uses steer manure i mean it's not it doesn't doesn't taste bad doesn't taste great but i've had shrooms from uh, traditionally from where how it's usually grown and that stuff definitely doesn't taste good yeah like if you ever had that gagging feeling remember the last episode we were talking about your giant shroom like whatever grams right we could uh, yeah sure five six grams or whatever are you still growing are you still cultivating shrooms um i would like to i'm probably not going to right now because i'm going to be moving here pretty soon um but yeah once i get settled in my new place i think i'll grow some you move around a lot man what 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 do you do what do you do that Um, you that that requires you to move so much this place, the place I'm living at right now, I guess they're like selling it or they've sold it to some company already. And so, yeah, basically, because there's new ownership, the other place or the other owners are going to be, I don't know, renovating this whole area. And so they just turning it into a luxury complex so nobody can afford it. Yeah, that's usually what happens. Probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, sounds awful, so, but I wish I could be on that spectrum, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, yeah. on, on the uh, entire like block. It's like, sure. You know, KB homes. Yeah, man. Buy it. Sell it to you yeah. for fucking $50 million. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. new re- new reality we live in, but I- I'm curious though, uh, Henry, you know, you've had quite a number of experiences with, uh, with psilocybin. Uh, would you say that the experience you had in Hawaii was the best experience you had, or would you say there's another experience that you um, had? I wouldn't necessarily even say I've have a best experience. I just or like, like feel possibly like an experience. experience is just yeah, each experience is really oh. cool for well, what they are. Let's let's word it a little differently then, Henry. Um, the experience you had in Hawaii, when you compare when you compare it to, uh, you somehow you got to the end, re, you know, the end result of determining, like, you know, what when I do this, I want to be in nature, right? 
So, yeah. you, you know, you've concluded that much. Um, the experience you had in Hawaii with the waterfall, the just the, the, the vibrant um, environment that uh, is Hawaii, uh, filled with so much life. Um, how would you necessarily compare that to other experiences you've had in nature? Um, Thank you, Mike, for and, <laughs> changing my question. You're welcome. Yeah, they've all, <laughs> yeah, they've all been like, yeah, pretty unique in the sense. Like, I still have the same feeling each time with the heightened senses and uh, vis like colors and visuals. Um, the I I can just tell you another experience I had because like every experience I've had, I feel like has been outdoors. And um, yeah, they're all pretty cool. The other time I did it was we actually went on a night hike in Zion's Canyon. It's in southern Utah. Um, I would not recommend doing, <laughs> but we went on a night hike and did shrooms and did this hike called uh, Observation Point. I want to say it's like eight to nine miles. Um, and there's just a bunch of switchbacks. And then there's parts where, I don't know, it just gets sketchy. Like if you make one move, you're going to fall to your death, basically. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's we, not that's not terrifying. The, you know, I mean, it's wow. Yeah, you know? not even a little bit. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there was yeah it was pretty pretty intense but we yeah we got all the way up to the top and it was awesome too because uh what did the stars look like oh my gosh you could literally see every single uh star in the sky like it was complete clear skies was uh it, sorry go ahead yeah we could see satellites wow like floating we were that close like, I, did, was it visible the uh, like the Milky Way? Oh was yeah, I was gonna mention visible? that too. We can see the Milky Way too. I mean, that yeah. is quite a sight, man. If you can be yeah. in the right place at the right time, um, I only have one memory and one experience of that long ago, and it was just so beautiful. I I want to experience it again because um, the deep blues, the light blues, the uh, just the colors are so fucking amazing i've never mm. i've never seen um a sky full of stars Unfortunately, let, alone, never, <laughs> let no. alone the milky way nope never yeah. never had that experience i mean it's funny because i've been out in the desert in israel but the no problem stars? is no stars because the light pollution is so bad in israel that it affects even if you're in the middle of the desert there's very you can few go far enough I was in the, I was literally in the middle of the desert to the point where if I wanted to go back, it would take about four and a half hours. Then, you were, then you were far enough. <laughs> it's yeah. just the, the light pollution is just so bad out there. It's just nothing. That's but there horrible. Are, but there are places in Israel where you can see a full, uh, full sky full of stars, but like you have to be at the right place at the right time at the right moment. Uh, Fortunately, it wasn't yeah. there at the right time at the right moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the same could be said about uh, being able to observe the Milky Way. Um, it's just not visible everywhere. And um, and here in California, you'd have to go to very a very specific 
camping site, uh, either state park or national park, and uh, and know in advance that at this time of year or however many years that have that have to lapse is where you're going to get the best view and visibility of it. Um, getting back to the shrooms, though. To go back to David's question, Dave, you were asking like, okay, was it the best experience, um, the, the Maui experience? Was it the best one out of all of them or which one was the best? Um, and you changed it. Uh, okay, crucify me if you want. <laughs> But, <laughs> you know, so it, it crossed my mind. You know, I said, you know what? It's a great question. But if we narrow it down a little bit more, let's, let's ask it in a way that... Which one was the the best experience that you felt gave you the most insight, where you've made the the most growth as a as an individual? Mm. Mm. Here we go, like Mike. Real, Mike getting real, deep. Mike real, getting uh, deep. <laughs> real aha moments. I mean, of course, they're cumulative, and I've talked about this on my channel. Like w one trip. Um, isn't necessarily enough to change all your entire life. But when you do it for a long period of time, you have these aha moments. But which one can you remember was the one that literally uh, turned on a light bulb about something in your life that you just knew right away? Um, it was something that uh, needed to be changed. And you can definitely say it was because you were the under the influence of shrooms life-changing that's what it's about you know that's what people want to know they want to know yeah. they want to know about henry the people want to know they want to know man Tell know. <laughs> i would probably say um i yeah i took shrooms one time i was working for uh and like yeah it was during the integration coming off of the shrooms um but yeah i worked for usps doing like data entry like coding um and i heard them just come over the intercom and they're like we'd like to thank kathy she's been here for 46 years <laughs> and i in that moment i just like stopped and i was like yeah i'm not gonna be sitting here doing this for the next 46 years Uh, I think I put in my like two weeks notice that like same week and that's like just helped me start thinking like yo what do you want to do with your life and yeah I knew it didn't I knew I didn't want to be yeah that's that's pretty <laughs> so, profound though man I mean that's yeah. exactly the type of experiences that uh, uh that we want to uh discuss like that's think about it Henry millions of people in a very similar position but you literally that same week you put in your two-week notice a lot of people would you know only imagine of doing such a thing but don't have the courage to do it because they're stuck they're they're thinking they're overthinking like well what's next then if i leave yeah. this job bills don't get paid right, right. Um, so that's that's probably one of the best answers i've ever heard <laughs> for like life-changing So yeah. what what did you figure out then through through um, the, through all of that like on the other side? Well, I yeah, like I figured I wanted to be like an entrepreneur, like 
in some way i want to work for myself rather than working for someone for that doing something that i wasn't happy doing for 40 something years of my life 46 years yeah thank you kathy for the service i mean for real thanks kathy someone's (laughs) got to do it and she changed your life that day yeah she did actually you know so did the shrooms but but there's some people that you you know i remember i remember this even growing up my dad my dad was an immigrant and my dad did plumbing and heating he did construction he did architecture my dad was very against college that was very anti-college. And I remember I once asked my dad, I said, why, why do you just like, uh, you know, why don't you like college? And he said to me, he said, it's not that I don't like college. He says, I don't like the idea of limiting yourself to one thing. He says, you know, if you had the possibility of spending your life only doing one thing, what's the point of living? Wise it's, man. Yeah. He's dead, but he was a wise man. Yeah. I mean, I thought he would have said something else, like being that he was an immigrant coming over here and then realizing like, oh, sorry, none of your none of your history or background or experience or even, let's say, certificates that may that he may have had um, from. Uh, right. Northeast or Northwest Africa. He was from Morocco. What Northwest. Yeah. You know, like. And I, I hear this all the time and the government has changed a few things, uh, let's say Not for, for, for medical, specifically for medical stuff, like they're allowing more people to transition from, let's say, whatever certificates or diplomas they've gotten from, let's say, you know, a South American university to be able to come here and use that and still work uh, using those certificates. I thought he may have said something like that, but that is a really 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 powerful don't limit yourself try everything so yeah yeah which yeah that's uh, the psychedelics got me into like photography and like clothing you've seen my clothing design i wear it all the time man i have like four of your shirts (laughs) which is so yeah it's funny yeah people always ask like oh what kind of photographer are you and i'm like that's kind of silly yeah it's like why would you limit yourself to what type of photography you do right 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 they're thinking like oh you do weddings or you do you know college graduations or you do this or bar bar mitzvahs but but photography is wide range i mean if you're good with your camera and you understand uh light colors and everything else in between you could virtually do anything I mean, think, anywhere. I mean, think about it. You know, the whole purpose of having a visual experience is got to ask yourself, what is photography? Because people think that, oh, it's just a picture. But a picture speaks a thousand words. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like one of those people that like, I'll just take a picture of a random thing whenever like I'm just going somewhere, going out, like a stupid sign or some like dumb tree that has like weird... And they're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because it's a visual memory. It's a visual memory of an experience that you can hold on to. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be precise. It just has to be an experience. Why are so many people so fucking scared of experiences? It's like, 
isn't the point of us being born in this godforsaken planet is to just enjoy experiences and learn from them instead of just sitting on our couches and staying in the shadows? I'm not going to lie. I'm part of that sometimes myself. But just get up and go out there. Experience the world with psychedelics or booze or fucking cigarettes or sex. I don't care. I don't know what the fuck people do with their experiences. But there's more to life than what people think there is. Well, that's the point of talking, even having the conversation about uh, the shrooms. Like, everything you mentioned is so fucking destructive, though. Like, go experience oh. the world. Go get, you know, go get butt fucked for a while. <laughs> you know what? For some people, drink a bunch of booze, you know. You know what? Out. For some people, Don't remember, <laughs> wake you know up with this, with this ass pain. <laughs> like, why do I have this ass pain? You know? <laughs> but seriously, for some people, butt sex. And having sex is an experience. Like, for example, somebody that's been tied to a relationship for so many years. You know, I don't know. Maybe somebody, for example, is tied to a really horrible relationship for many years. They had, you know, they had shrooms and they decided, you know what? I don't want to be tied down to one person. And they have sex with multiple people. I mean, of course, I don't, not judging anyone, but that, that's, that's where where the idea came from. I got you. Yes. Whether as fucked up as it is, that's where the idea came from. But, you know, that's what that's one of the things that um, I feel like was really uh, was really heightened for me, like realizing going through the experiences and realizing there's a lot of destructive behaviors uh, that people will adopt because it makes them feel better for a temporary period of time. Or it it's the belief that, like you said, Oh, I'm tied down in this relationship for 20 years and I'm tired. I want to go bang a bunch of other people as if that would alleviate the underlying problem. And this is where the, the, the tr- tremendous power of the shrooms come in. Like if you take shrooms one time and you realize like, yeah, I'm not happy in this relationship. Um, is, is it the most logical thing to go out and be like, cool, now I'm going to find 20 people to bang. Hope I don't get HIV. Um, and, and, you know, and see what those experiences bring me. But it doesn't address the actual problem. Maybe, Self. maybe getting out of, maybe getting out of that relationship. Sure, but um, back to the shrooms, folks. Let's get back to the shrooms <laughs> and away from, <laughs> and away from, from the the topic of butt sex. Unless you guys enjoy that, leave them down below. We, we, yeah, we Let could do a know. whole a whole season about <laughs> butt sex, just ten episodes, just straight. You know, sideways, yeah. upside down. You know, Long ways, whatever. short ways, tall ways, deep, short, whatever. Yeah, different sizes. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the shrooms, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I was actually doing um, some research, and a very interesting thing that I stumbled upon was many people were talking about we're when they were under the influence of psilocybin, was fear. This constant feeling of fear. Now, while being under psilocybin? While being on psilocybin. Now, my experience is that fear can be viewed as a negative, but also can be viewed as a positive, which is where fear is just telling you that this is something that you've been scared of and something that you haven't been able to overtake, and that's okay. You just need a little bit of time, but now you understand what it is. Henry, in your own words, do you think that is a part, I mean, both of you have taken, I guess this is a question for both of you, 
but is this something that could be a part of the experience and is it a positive or a negative thing you first henry fear being part of the experience and being a positive or negative yeah how, yeah i mean how did you how did you experience it did you experience fear if so like well, how did that guide you was it positive was it negative was it both? usually my fear was just taking the shrooms because i that was when i first got into them and i didn't know what to expect okay so i'd be scared to take them but i'd like eat them and then yeah experience it, experience and i'm like oh that was good that was oh yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was that was good i enjoyed that let's do it yeah. again well, so, so are you saying like now every subsequent use of mushrooms like there's no fear you don't you oh, don't yeah, feel no, that I same don't. apprehension no i don't fear it anymore <laughs> no, no and that's the only fear that may have come into your head or like feel like feelings um feeling wise like I've, yeah all feelings will always like come in once you've taken the shrooms but like i can accept my feelings for what they are and just like kind of process it like with through the experience and i don't look at it as like a i, I wouldn't look at it as a bad thing i'm like yeah you probably needed to feel that feeling or whatever it is and right. so like i look at it as a good experience because it could have been something that I like was pushing to the side or like, you know, keeping myself busy, not acknowledging certain other things. And so, yeah, like the shrooms will like kind of bring that to your attention. That's really like, positive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really positive, though. I mean, you know, I th- I agree with with Dave, too, though, in the sense that uh, a lot of people would feel a type of fear um whether on it afterwards before um and it's like it's okay to feel this way and what you're feeling is um uh trying to understand why you're feeling it is probably the most important right um identifying that like okay cool i'm feeling this fear where is it coming from like what is it um you know so if I reflect on my own experiences the last four years with psilocybin, um, fear is truly just an illusion, just a mechanism in the brain that is like, you know, uh, fight or flight, you know, just survival mechanism. Um, and we're no longer being chased by dinosaurs. So like, what are we all really afraid of? Um, society. That's, that's created... Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, society. It's it's created uh, tremendous epiphanies of um, truly realizing for the first time that uh, it's just an illusion, and the fears are mostly based on the the concern of like judgment and society, society norms, the constructs that we have, and if you don't fit within that, it becomes uh, it it can be kind of scary. Um, I'd say uh, the same would go for many other, you know, demographics of people, let's say LGBTQ, right? They don't, for a long time, they didn't fall into the societal norms or the constructs that were there and they were criticized. Well, they still don't. Uh, But they have made tremendous progress. They have made tremendous progress. You know, I I, I do, uh, 
there was a song by Jefferson Airplane, um, a.k.a. Jefferson Starship later on. Uh, I think it was called White Rabbit. And in the song, she says, one pill makes you larger and one pill makes you smaller. <laughs> and, you know, kind of going back with psychedelics and society, you got to ask yourself, okay, what, what does that even mean? What does it mean one pill makes you larger and one pill makes you smaller? Meaning that you can choose to be closed-minded and allowing society to control you and build this illusion of you have to fit the certain bubble. But you can also choose to be larger than yourselves and being open-minded and having that understanding of those experiences. When you're dealing with psychedelics, the main fear that comes in, well, why would I want to change my brain? The question you should ask yourself is why wouldn't you want to change your brain and your way of thinking? If you, you deal. If, if you do recognize something that's wrong, right? Like, Correct. You know, if you recognize like, what, you know, why, why do I think this way or why do I feel this way? Um, it, it's healthy to, to accept that change. I think that's something I've talked about a lot uh, over the years is acceptance. You know, the fear aspect of anything in your life that, it, that could potentially change or kind of flip your world upside down. Um, and that could be really scary to a lot of people. Remember we, we spoke with Eli, um, and what, what was she saying? She was saying, you know, there are people that, uh, don't want to open that fear of seeing what's inside or having to confront it for the first time. And, uh, I feel like that's probably the absolute truth of the, the, the type of fear that we're at least discussing right now. So, I mean, all in all, I would say that uh, it, it is positive if you're in the right state of mind. I agree with, with Henry in, in that regard is that um, it's positive for the most part if you're right. That's, that's a tough one. Every individual has to decide, am I ready for this or am I not? And it's kind of a leap of faith if you go through it and you begin to peel back those layers and you find things you don't like, um, are you ready to face them and change them effectively? Like rewiring your brain. Right. And you need to also, you know, especially like we're talking about the experiences of shrooms. Uh, I think an important thing, maybe Henry can elaborate on this a little bit more. Maybe also you might can elaborate this on more. It's this idea of, visualizing colors you know when i i like giving i remember i had a teacher that gave me this example uh a long time ago i remember he came into class and he put an apple on the the table and it was uh uh granny smith and he said what's the key component that you see about this apple and he's like it's green so he cut open the apple he's like now what do you see and we said well it's it's white inside and there's seeds. And he's like, no. He says, look very carefully. He says, if you look at an apple carefully, there's so many layers and so many pieces that makes the apple what it is. And if you look so carefully, there's, you can see from the core, from when it grows out until it becomes a full apple, all the time, the colors, the shapes, the texture that allow it to form to what it is. So having that experience of visualizing colors more elaborately 
does that open your mind up to new possibilities in that aspect? I'd say it opened my mind because it, like, you realize there are more colors than what's on the will spectrum of, like, what we can see or what we knew. Like, I've seen colors and, like, shapes, geometric patterns that I just, like, wouldn't see (laughs) being out and walking about or probably, like, would see if I paid closer attention to it, but. Yeah, you just, like, don't notice those things until you experience it, like, on shrooms. No, I think, uh, you know, I I would say that um, that's absolutely true. What what our field of vision has is limited for the most part. I don't know if shrooms necessarily uh, opens up those spectrums. But uh, it does it does really change uh, your perception quite a bit uh, in a good way if you're if you're receptive to it. Um, you know, you got to remember. We create with the mind. And creation is the most uh, powerful gift we've all been given. Take, for example, Henry, you know, you you have apparel. I mean, you create this apparel, you create the graphics. Dave, you're an artist. You you create the art. Uh, all of it comes from the mind. So it's it's always been there and tapping into it. There's various ways of doing it. I think uh, you had mentioned this too. Depending on the substances, Dave, like you had said, LSD is more so for creative uh, create uh, creative work. And um, and we can reflect back on, let's say, 50 years of music and psychedelic art and many other things that think about uh, all the music that came out of the 70s. I mean, it was I'm not you know, there's a lot of great artists that 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 have music today. Don't get me wrong. But there was something about psychedelic infused music, psychedelic rock, especially during the 60s and 70s, where it's not even that it's music. I mean, for Christ's sake, I mean, the both of us are musicians. It's just the way of using broken instruments, the way that you can synthesize a guitar and heighten the chords, heighten the sounds, and you create a whole new world, a whole new possibilities. We were talking about this before. Psychedelics are all about the mind. It's not about the soul as much as people want to talk. It's all about the mind. And how many parts of the brain can you tap in? How many parts of the brain can you hone in so slightly? Like a surgeon that makes $300,000 a year and drives a Lamborghini. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just... Probably driving a Mercedes, but yeah. No, come on, man. I'm on the East Coast. They drive Lamborghinis. Mercedes is too cheap. Uh, Not to work. That's a lot of gas. Gas at five dollars? I don't think so. You're not doing that. No. That's that's the weekend vehicle for an hour. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That's but, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, from your own experience, from you know both of you guys, uh, when we're looking at psilocybin specifically, what were the end results? 
what were the tools that you gained that you have now? You know, you could get I me mean, anything specific. I mean, you don't have to elaborate too much on this, but what kind of new tools were you able to gain from those experiences? You're able to use on an everyday, an everyday basis. That's a great question. Now, tool the band. Tools. I'm a huge fan of Tool, by the way. Me too. Yeah. Great musicians. Yes. You want to start, Henry? Shoot. I'm like thinking. There's, I mean, it's good, man. Um, you, it's good that you're thinking. That's what we want. We want, th- we want thinkers. <laughs> you're, you're turning into Mike. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you see Henry's, what you're doing? Henry is too cool to be me, man. I know. There's no, there's, I mean, for Christ's sakes, we have to keep on bringing you on, man. This is, this is part of the, uh, t- part of the experience. Fuck it. Do you want to be the host? I can take a break. <laughs> All right. I'm coming in, host, and I'm down. Oh, uh, there's shoot, man. I mean, it all adds up through the experiences, and it just depends on, like, yeah, what, I don't know, what you're hoping to gain from each experience. I'd say, like, more awareness, more, like, compassion, empathy, uh, more being more open-minded to things yeah yeah those are some tools yeah and and those are all incredible life lessons that uh people can use every single day um it's it's difficult when you don't have let's say the ability to to conduct yourself that way and you turn to let's say psilocybin to kind of grow that part of you uh, to to become more uh, dominant in your thinking and your behavior. Um, you know, for me, it, it's a lot of different things. A lot of, you know, what do I use today from everything I've gained? As you said, Henry, it's cumulative. It's um, from the very beginning, because there was, uh, there was a purpose to my use, that was initially the most uh, critical things to to tackle. But once I did those, uh, it it most certainly opened up the door to explore many other things. So everything you mentioned is absolutely true. The compassion, the open-mindedness, the empathy, the awareness. Um, and mind you, you don't need psilocybin to get those things. You have it, but um, your your mind, your your everyday life is too distracted by so many things. So Purposely. Uh, it's, done yeah. pur- it's done on purpose. I mean, hey, as long as you're consuming McDonald's, McDonald's is happy. All right. <laughs> Ro- Ronnie is happy that you stop by the drive through once a day. <laughs> you know, but, you know, your I'd bank say, account. <laughs> you know, I'd say that um, to name a few uh, that I felt was so critical was like behavior, understanding behavior, triggers. Um, I'd say another another thing that helped me tremendously that I use today is like discipline. Though I had discipline, and we all do on some level, 
at at what level do we exercise it? You know, um, for me, uh, you know, as a self-employed entrepreneur that creates that has to has to on a daily value uh, on a, on a daily basis create value uh, for consumers. I mean, for me, the discipline was uh, so critical. I need to exercise it everywhere in my life because I need to operate at such a high level um, on a daily basis. That's on top of being a father and a husband. So like to tie it in together, the next thing was accountability. And that meant like you hold yourself accountable while maintaining discipline in all areas of your life uh, to everything whether it's good or bad, you have to face it. Uh, and that, I think, was so important for me, the accountability of all my good actions, my bad actions, the consequences of virtually everything on a daily basis, and, um, and living up to them and making it right. Right. So these are all core things. I've talked about in my videos and I share with people, but um, I feel like there's so much more, but these aspects of it for me were really, really important um, to, to overcome a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the things that I wanted to address. And um, I can tell you right now for all you listeners out there, you know, you have discipline, are you exercising it daily on every single thing that you do in your life? Um, it's okay to treat yourself. Yes. But at the same time, you know, where does that, that turn into indulgence? Do you deserve to indulge yourself that often? Are you working hard enough towards your goals? Are you working hard enough for your family in terms of being a good father, a good parent, uh, uh, a good a good brother, a good son, a good neighbor. I mean, everything in your life is affected um, based on that discipline, the accountability that follows up, and obviously so much more. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, you know, I have an experience, uh, shrooms, I have experience other psychedelics, and I can say in my own experience is I have become very tired of the bullshit. You know, I grew up in a very close-minded community, very prejudiced towards anyone that wasn't white and Eastern European. And I have a very difficult time understanding the other side because the way that I view it is that the one thing that ties people together more than anything else is compassion. Is when you yeah. have compassion for one another and you hold each other's hand, no matter who you are or what you are, is the most powerful thing. And we tend to forget <clears throat> so much murder, war, hatred, animosity is all caused because of no compassion. And it doesn't, you know, you think to yourself, well, compassion takes work. No, it doesn't. It, it, doesn't, a... it doesn't take that much. You know, I mean, think about it like, is it so hard to smile at somebody? Is it so hard to, when you're on the phone with a, uh, with a company on the phone, you have a customer service agent, just to be nice, just to be friendly, you know, person at your grocery store or your local yeah. smoke shop or your, anywhere you go, just a little bit of compassion goes along. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
<laughs> no, but you know, you're absolutely right. And you know, you you were saying that uh, compassion is what's lacking, or what uh, what uh, uh, or the direct cause of some of these um, events. But I would also say uh, it's part of human behavior. It's greed. It's human greed that also leads to a lot of these events that you're talking about. But you realize that it doesn't. That, you realize though, it doesn't matter. You know, I. I Again, I don't like getting too personal. Like, I'm going through a lot mentally, especially with debt and stress. But you know something? Like, even thinking about it, even if, for example, you had all the money in the world, it doesn't it doesn't make you feel better. It just no, makes it you, doesn't. It, it just makes you have more money. That's all it does. And Solve some problems. Yeah. And, you know, this is the whole thing with psychedelics. It's not where you're – I don't think it's you're changing your mind. You're finding out things about yourself that you didn't realize that you had the capability of, of doing so about it before. So, uh, I think it might be a good idea for us to to wrap up. Uh, you know, we're we're coming towards the end of the uh, of the uh, season, and uh, we got two more episodes until we start uh, season five. So, looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully. We get some ideas from you guys on what we should be able to continue, so stay tuned and listen. Uh, being the fact this is going to be uh, last episode with Henry on, I think, uh, Henry, if you want to give a little of introduction uh, where we can find you, uh, you know, a little bit about the, your businesses, uh, trying to give you a little, give our listeners a little bit of idea of yeah, who the hell is Henry? Guys, <laughs> yeah, if you guys need a photographer, hit me up. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my username handle is Henry IV Kemp. Um, I also have a clothing brand, Hippie Culture. Um, you can follow that at Hippie Culture Clothing. That's on Instagram. And yeah, that fun. is I. So uh, it's been fun. It's been great. And we got lost in the groove. See you guys in the next episode. All right, guys, we have reached that time in our podcast. This has been great. It has been fun, and we got lost in the groove. So stay tuned. Every Tuesday, be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove. It premieres about 2 a.m. in the morning, and our other channels, Sham Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon podcast, and our extra special, The Shindig Variety Show. Podcast. Links will be down in the description box so you can vote for what topic we cover next season. And what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you guys in the next one.